Just a note before we start. This podcast is designed to be listened to in order. So if you haven't caught up yet, head back to episode one, What is the Share Market? to start your investment journey. A listener production. Jamila, go straight through. The therapist is ready to see you. Oh, Jamila, it's really good to see you. I'm Tom Petrovsky. Please, lie down on the couch for me. Hi, Tom. So the thing is, our listeners are really keen to start investing. It's great. Enough to make a mother truly proud. But before they do that, I want them to understand the psychology of investing. Mm. I know that investing is about more than numbers on a screen, but where do we even begin on the psychology of it all? Well, look, the thing is, I'm not even legally allowed to give advice. Wait, what? But you're a therapist. Isn't advice in the job description? Jamila, I don't even work here, so... Why don't you try listening to this? I hadn't done any Jamila, I've just got to rush out and take care of something real quick. I noticed on Reddit Wait, where are you going? Thanks, Jamila. So I saw like a whole bunch of people making tons of money really quickly. All my friends were telling me I could too. So I put like 500 bucks in. Yeah, it all, all went downhill from there. GameStop, those shares are on the move downward. The stock has fallen 83% for GameStop stock. The game is over. I think I actually managed to buy it at the highest price it got to. By the time I'd seen all about it on Reddit, I think most people had already made their money and sold. But I just saw so many people talking about it and my friends were like, Tom, you've got to buy this company. And I didn't really think about it that much though. Tom there, not to be mistaken with Tom Petrovsky, was one of the many new investors who got caught up in the hype of GameStop 2021. What happened is that a handful of keen-eyed investors started making a bit of money from investing in a company called GameStop. At the time, GameStop was nothing special. It was a bricks-and-mortar video game retailer. Nothing to write home about. But then more and more investors began jumping on the GameStop train after hearing whispers about the stock online. Then those whispers became mumbles, and those mumbles became chatter, and suddenly everyone was shouting about GameStop. GameStop is set to continue their head-spinning ascent today. It's like a David versus Goliath story, or it's a storyline in the TV show Billions. GameStop skyrocketed, going from $3 nearly 350 After reaching a share price in the hundreds, more than 20 times what it was at the start of the month, GameStop share prices plummeted. It left thousands of brand new investors like Tom, who had jumped on board too late in the piece, with a great big hole in their pockets. It was actually my first time ever investing in shares. I still invest today, but looking back at myself then, I realised I had absolutely no idea what I was doing and just went into that particular trade for all the wrong reasons. I wanted to make a quick buck, I suppose, but ended up losing a fair bit. GameStop proved to be an important lesson for many investors. A reminder that adrenaline and FOMO shouldn't rule your decision-making when it comes to the share market. The investor's mindset means not letting your nerve or excitement get the better of you. It's a superpower that allows you to make investment decisions sensibly and logically. I'm Jamila Rizvi, a podcaster, author and pursuer of the investor's mindset. And this is Comsec Invest, 
the share market simplified. Over our first few episodes, we've unpacked the fundamentals of the share market. But today, it's all about you and the stuff between your ears. Because how you harness and manage your brain while investing can significantly influence your chances of success. To start, we're off to mindset school. When we're talking about a mindset when it comes to investing, we're talking about, I guess, what your expectations are, what you're expecting to get out of it, how you think this journey is going to go. If you don't recognise Laura's voice, then I know you haven't listened to episode one yet. Hmm. Well, for those of you who don't know, Laura is one of our investing experts from the team at Comsec. And if you go into it thinking that you're going to make a quick buck, I'm sorry to tell you, but more often than not, that is probably not going to happen. And that's generally when someone goes into it with a short-term mind frame. They just want to put money in and they're expecting to get a lot out without actually doing anything. And where's that job? I want to do that for sure. (laughs) Can you see flaw number one in Tom's mindset back when he decided to invest in GameStop? I just saw so many people talking about it. My friends were like, Tom, you've got to buy this company. I didn't really think about it that much, though. In the beginning, Tom didn't know much about GameStop or even the share market. Despite his lack of knowledge, he went head-on into the investing game based on nothing but the actions of strangers on the internet and a desire to make lots of money fast. This is something that we did talk about in previous episodes where we talked more about day trading. So this is something that carries a lot more risk and essentially you're going into it trying to win a quick buck. Unfortunately, that's not always going to be the case. There might be instances where you do win and this can be obviously enticing to someone because anyone wants to just put their money into something and hope to get a lot of money back from it without doing anything. But If you're going into it with the right mindset, you're not going to do that because winning a quick buck is not reality and you need to be realistic overall. Tom's investment expectations were anything but realistic. He was making uninformed choices that were driven by excitement, not research. It's called hype. Hype is always very, very dangerous. Uh, That is the number one thing I always see with uh, individual investors. Oscar Oberg also joined us earlier in this series. He's a fund manager with Wilson Asset Management and he manages billions of dollars in investments. If we buy in companies before everyone else finds out about them, you know, and they start to go well, then you get hype and that's great. But you've always, like from my perspective as a fund manager, I'm always taking profits along the way. And I always have this saying in the team that I run, I say, hey guys, does this company deserve to be up this amount this month? So say you've got a company that's up 25% and the market's down 10% for the month of October. You've got to ask yourself, does it deserve to be? And if the answer is no, you should probably be taking some profits. There is no shortage of hype on the share market. And if you're a new investor, then you can safely assume that by the time you've heard about the next big thing, it's usually no longer next or big and it might not have ever actually been a thing. If you are holding Dogecoin or any cryptocurrency, this is absolutely crazy. All of the spikes in stocks that have anything to do with AI, the drumbeat is getting bigger and the ripple effect is getting wider. The problem with using hype to drive your decisions is twofold. Not only are you relying on other people's assessments to determine your investment, but you're investing from a place of emotion rather than rational, fact-based reasoning. 
And if you want to master your investor's mindset, it's important to be able to recognise the difference between the two. I'll let clinical psychologist Dr Dougal Sutherland explain. When we're acting impulsively, it's when the emotion overrides that thinking. It's almost like you stop thinking clearly with that part of your brain and you just respond suddenly, quickly, often to what feels good in the moment. And I think that's the rub sometimes is what feels good in the moment may not actually be the best thing in the longer term. When it comes to investing, it is important to be firmly in the camp of being rational. When you're less informed, less educated, you are more likely to be emotional. Uh, And that is not a welcome outcome when it comes to most things because you're not making clear-eyed decisions. It might seem like a big ask to expect anyone to remain emotionless when making big decisions about money. But just because it might seem difficult doesn't mean it can't be done. There are lots of ways you can ground yourself when the emotions of a situation seem a bit much. Often just having some sort of a pause or a break between making the final decision or the final commitment between pushing that final button or signing the dotted line. Another good resource that people often use is bouncing the ideas off other people, other people who you trust who's a bit, uh, perhaps is a bit more level-headed and maybe not quite so tied up in the thing that you're impulsive about. Let's use Dr Sutherland's advice there and take a pause for a second. If we think about Tom and the GameStop example, it would appear he made an impulsive and emotional decision. But in the moment, he didn't notice he was doing that. So Tom, why did you choose to buy GameStop shares? I was a bit lower money at the time and saw other people making heaps of it. So I thought they might be able to (laughs) jump on the bandwagon. So did you know what GameStop did? I didn't know much at all. Um, Only really that they sold video games and stuff. Tell me what else you knew about GameStop. Honestly, that was about it. What did you do after that? I basically just held the share while watching the price plummet. But I held onto it hoping it would come back up, but it never got back to what I paid for it. So I eventually sold it and lost most of my money. From that conversation, it's clear that Tom wasn't investing for the right reasons and he wasn't armed with the right knowledge. His emotions didn't just affect his buying decision, they continued to play a role in why he held onto the investment while his share value plummeted. It's very dangerous to chase losses. Very, very dangerous. Average down, average down, like very, very dangerous. And if you did that for a number of those companies through that 2021 period up to now, like you would have lost a lot of money. You've got to be willing to let go and move on. When we hear about Tom's example of what he did with GameStop, there's so many don't do's in that story. And this is exactly what we're trying to teach you using this podcast is not to act irrationally. Don't get onto a trendy stock because you read something on Reddit, for example, or any other social media outlet, because is that credible? When you're investing in stocks, the fundamental thing is to educate yourself. You don't need to know all the ins and outs about a company, but you should generally know why you're putting your money into something. And if the reason is simply because other people are doing it, then you have the wrong reason there. 
Everyone is going to have different reasons for why they want to invest. I'd really like to be able to take care of my parents one day. I just want to live an awesome retirement. I'm not quite sure at this point. I thought I'd just get started. Some people will have shorter-term goals, while others will be thinking long-term. The key is knowing why you're investing. Because if you know what your why is, then it becomes a reference point to set your expectations and a place to come back and check in with as you go along. One of the most important questions that can ever be asked is why. This is fundamental to the investing process. So what am I seeking to do by investing my money? You want to return over a period of time and you want your capital back, which we've spoken about before. And the reason that you want that is because that's the foundation for building wealth over a longer period of time. That's the why. It's okay if you don't have a why right now. And it doesn't need to be something specific like a house or retirement. It can be something more general, like simply setting yourself up for later in life. Just knowing even how long you plan to invest for can help make sure your investment decisions align with those goals. For me, my why is that I want to be financially stable. I don't have a timeline. I understand that you need to put money in as soon as possible to increase your opportunity and increase the chances of letting your investments grow over time. I want to be financially stable. Having a well-defined investment goal can also give you comfort during the tough times. Remember that the share market rises and falls. Knowing you're in it for the long term is important to be able to ride those emotional waves. For many new investors, COVID-19 was their first experience with one of those tough times. The Dow plunged after a new COVID-19 variant. Sell-up like this does not happen very often. Too much speculation in the face of a resurgent pandemic. Faced with the fear of losing money, many people sold their shares fast and lost money anyway. Others held their nerve, backed by their knowledge of long-term growth over short-term share market volatility. You've got to be willing to accept volatility. It's going to happen. Like, we're in a very volatile space right now. And in fact, the last, you know, call it five years has been crazy in terms of the volatility. We've got COVID and war in Ukraine, war in Israel, et cetera, et cetera. But you've got to take a long-term view and you've got to be willing to accept that volatility and look longer term. It's probably better that you try and remove the emotion from your decision-making process. I'm not a professional psychologist, but there's probably a chance that you're going to become less emotional because you have an intellectual process that is feeding into your decision. Don't worry, Tom. We've already spoken with a psychologist, so you're off the hook. But Tom is right. Getting on top of your mind when investing is a really great goal to have. And we've already covered lots of ways you can manage how you're feeling during those stressful moments. But as the old saying goes, it's better to be proactive than reactive. So how can you be proactive when investing? If you just understand the basics, the fundamentals of investing and build that up over a little bit of time, maybe take one topic. Today, I'm going to learn about a share. Today, I'm going to look at, you know, what companies pay dividends. Today, I'm going to start looking at this company's financial results and just see see what it's all about. Start building up that knowledge over time. What is a share market? And once you equip yourself with the knowledge, you're taking away that barrier and you will be able to start investing for yourself. 
There are no guarantees on the share market. Just ask anyone who started investing during the pandemic. Remember, if you're going to invest, there is always a chance that, at some stage, you will lose some money. What matters is how you respond. The best thing you can do in the market when you're starting out is to lose money. I know that sounds crazy, but it honestly is because everyone needs that lesson. You know, the the funny thing is, as a fund manager, you often get more things wrong than you get right. I have that lesson every day. Prices do bump around a lot of it in the share market, but if you take a more conservative approach, take a longer-term view, then you'll be able to iron out those, those bumps and those peaks and you'll be in a better position to get a more reasonable return over a longer period of time. So, what have we learned about the investor's mindset? One, educate yourself. Because a strong understanding of the share market and the company you're considering investing in will lead to better decisions. Two, use that knowledge to take the emotion out of your investing decisions and make deliberate, rational choices. Three, think long-term. You're probably getting sick of me mentioning this one, but lock it into that brain of yours. Long-term context makes short-term volatility much less scary. And finally, four, accept that you might get things wrong. It's the name of the game, and your goal is to learn from moments where things don't work out. I promise you'll come out on the other side a better share market investor. On the next episode of Comsec Invest. A couple of decades ago, when you wanted to go and get some hot stock tips, maybe you're wandering down to the pub and you have a chat to Charlie at the bar and he's just told you he's got a hot stock tip. We're getting into the good stuff now. Where do you find good information about the share market and how do you know that it's credible? The things like the Financial Review, the Australian newspapers that have been around for, for a long period of time, they rely on their information being very credible and understandable. And yes, otherwise they won't continue to exist. That's next time on Comsec Invest. Comsec Invest, the share market simplified, is a listener production brought to you in partnership with Comsec. Hosted by me, Jamila Risby. Audio by Kelly Fulston. Executive producer is Todd Stevens. And producer is Thomas Thexton. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, Comsec. The information and views expressed in it do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Opinions expressed to those of the individuals referenced and not Comsex. Listener.